0: Section twenty two of Kentucky's Famous Feuds and Tragedies by Charles G. Mutzenberg. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Kentucky's Famous Feuds and Tragedies by Charles G. Mutzenberg. Section twenty two The French Eversole War. Part five. Captain Sohan's report contains additional facts of interest. The difficulty in reaching the remote mountainous section and facts connected with the conduct of the court. Headquarters, Louisville Legion 1st Regiment Kentucky State Guard, Adjutant's Office Louisville, Kentucky, November 27th, 1889 To the Adjutant General, Frankfort, Kentucky Sir, under instructions contained in your letter of March 8th, 1888 handed me at Hazard Perry County, Kentucky i have the honor to submit the following report pursuant to general orders numbers thirty eight and thirty nine issued from regimental headquarters and authorized by executive orders i left louisville october thirtieth at eight o five p m with the detail of four commissioned officers and sixty-three non-commissioned officers and privates and one gatling gun under instructions to report to hon h c lilly judge of the nineteenth judicial district at hazard perry county kentucky the detail occupied two passenger coaches and one baggage car which were attached to the regular eight o five p m train on the knoxville branch of the l and n railroad we arrived at london kentucky about two o'clock and there our cars were sidetracked and the command occupied them until daylight when we disembarked had breakfast, and started for Hazard, which is about 75 miles distant. We travelled in wagons, which had been provided by Lt. J. H. Mansur, acting quartermaster, who had preceded the command to London for that purpose. To transport the command were required 14 wagons and teams, and one team for gatling gun. The officers were mounted owing to the condition of the road in places almost impassable the march was very tedious the men had frequently to dismount and help the teams up the hills or over rough places about four o'clock we went into camp for the night and resumed the march next morning at good daylight we continued the march in this manner from day to day going into camp between three and four o'clock and resuming the march between six and seven. We reached Hazard at three o'clock Sunday afternoon, November 3rd, 1888, it being the fifth day out from London. On the second day of the march, we were joined by Judge Lilly, when about twenty-five miles from London. He remained with or near the command until we reached Hazard. At various points along the route we were met by the officials of the Perry Circuit Court, the circuit court clerk, sheriff, and deputy sheriffs, all of whom were awaiting escort, and who accompanied the troops into town. Arrived at our destination, I found the courthouse unsuitable for a campground, and selected for that purpose a hill in rear of the courthouse, and about two hundred yards distant. It proved an admirable sight, being dry, easily picketed, in a manner secluded, and affording good opportunity to command the town, in case of difficulty. We were comfortably encamped before dark, and entered at once upon the routine of camp life, the full particulars of which have been made known to you in my daily reports. I reported for duty to Judge Lilly at the courthouse on Monday, the fifth instant at nine o'clock a m he instructed me that he would not require a guard at the courthouse or town just then not deeming it necessary as but few people were in and that in any case he did not intend to try to do anything until after the election which occurred on the sixth and that when he wanted a guard he would let me know i returned to camp and the judge adjourned court until wednesday the seventh upon resuming wednesday the town being well filled with people the judge required a guard in the courtroom as a precautionary measure and entered formally upon the business of the term i noticed that in charging the grand jury he dwelt at considerable length upon the crimes of illegal selling of liquor and gaming but passed murder with the remark that it was necessary for him to call the attention of the jury to the fact that murder was a crime and also when one of the attorneys at the bar wanted to introduce a motion to reorganize the grand jury in order to get a jury that would indict certain persons for murder the judge informed him that he would overrule any motion to that effect that if commenced there would be no end to it that the jury was carefully selected and was as good as could be had in the county the business of the court proceeded slowly the great majority of the cases having to be passed, owing to the absence of the accused, or of important witnesses, whose attendance it seemed impossible to secure. A few convictions for minor offenses were secured, the penalty inflicted generally being the lowest prescribed by law. Besides these, but one important case was decided, one man being sent to the state prison for one year for shooting and wounding, receiving the lowest penalty. The judge, in finally dismissing the jury, reprimanded them for their leniency, and called attention to the light sentence imposed as indicative of the state of feeling throughout the community. As far as I could judge, the court officials used every endeavor to promote the ends of justice, but were effectually hampered by their inability to make arrests and secure the attendance of witnesses and get juries to convict about the third or fourth day of the court b f french one of the principals in the french eversole feud was brought into town by the sheriff of breathitt county he was surrounded by a posse of about twenty men who rode in good order in columns of twos each man holding his rifle at an advance they went at once to French's residence where they remained during the court i believe French was nominally surrendered to the sheriff of perry county but was permitted to remain in his house and was constantly surrounded by the breathitt county posse which was made up of his friends and followers and which was represented to me as containing some of the worst men in breathitt county so threatening was their appearance that the judge commanded them to surrender their arms to me they at first refused but finally brought nine rifles into camp and i suppose hid the balance as they did not appear any more under arms the rifles surrendered to me were the fifty calibre springfield exactly the same gun as the state guard was formerly armed with i returned them to the posse on an order from the judge when they left town french although under arrest went constantly armed and seemed to be under no restraint a day or so after his arrest he went into court gave bond for himself and several of his followers and was released from arrest but remained in town until near the end of the term when he left for breathitt county surrounded by an armed guard similar to that which brought him in perhaps the most important event of the trip was the formation of a military company at hazard the organization of which was commenced by yourself during your stay there and completed by me acting under your instructions i have made full reports of this event to your office with roster of company and report of election of officers i respectfully recommend that this company be encouraged in every way possible as in my opinion it will have a quieting effect upon the turbulent element in perry county the company is largely made up of the men selected by yourself and who are as near as possible unbiased in the feuds of the county the officers appear to be good men for the positions to which they were elected and enjoy the respect of the community as the end of the term approached AND BEING WITHOUT ORDERS TO GOVERN MY FURTHER MOVEMENTS, I DISPATCHED LIEUTENANT GRAY, WHO VOLUNTEERED FOR THE SERVICE TO LONDON ON SATURDAY THE NINTH INSTANT WITH A TELEGRAM TO YOUR OFFICE ASKING FOR INSTRUCTIONS. I WAITED UNTIL THE LAST DAY, KNOWING JUDGE LILLY HAD ASKED THE GOVERNOR FOR TROOPS OVER HIS ENTIRE CIRCUIT. YOU HAD INSTRUCTED ME THAT DEFINITE ORDERS WOULD BE SENT ME, IN TIME, TO ACT. THE ORDER DID ARRIVE MONDAY AFTERNOON, HAVING BEEN DELAYED TWO DAYS IN THE MAIL, AND WAS TO RETURN TO LOUISVILLE. I IMMEDIATELY MADE ARRANGEMENTS TO BREAK CAMP, AND LIEUTENANT GRAY, HAVING RETURNED TUESDAY NIGHT WITH TELEGRAM CONFIRMING THE ABOVE ORDER, THE COMMAND LEFT HAZARD WEDNESDAY THE 20TH. JUDGE LILLY REMAINED IN HAZARD, awaiting ACTION OF THE GOVERNOR IN REGARD TO HIS APPLICATION FOR TROOPS. AND HIS REQUEST FOR THESE BEING REFUSED, HE DECIDED NOT TO GO ANY FARTHER ON HIS CIRCUIT AND LEFT HAZARD WITH US. HE PARTED WITH US FINALLY THE NEXT DAY, A FEW MILES OUT FROM HAZARD, AND I BELIEVE RETURNED TO HIS HOME. I DESIRE TO EXPRESS MY THANKS TO JUDGE LILLY FOR THE uniform KINDNESS AND COURTESY OF HIS BEARING TOWARD MYSELF AND MY COMMAND the return trip was made in the same manner as the outward one and by the same means but was even more trying on the command as the weather was colder and the roads worse we reached london sunday twenty seventh about three o'clock p m we found cars ready for us and at once occupied them they were attached to the one o'clock a m train and arrived at louisville monday morning the twenty-eighth instant where the command having disembarked were marched to the armory and disbanded this ended a service somewhat unique even in the varied experience in the kentucky state guard that it was productive of good there can be no doubt it impressed the people of the community that the state was determined to assert her power and majesty and that they would no longer defy the law with impunity the officials of the court and residents of the town and county were unanimous in the assertion which was made to me repeatedly that the term of the court could not have been held without bloodshed except for the presence of the troops and i believe this to be true on the day of the national election there was not the slightest disturbance although several murders and affrays were reported from adjoining counties, in hazard a thing almost unprecedented in its history. We had here the same experience that the State troops have always had on similar service, that is, the police power of the State is universally feared and respected. That there will be more bloodshed before this feud is settled was the opinion of all to whom I spoke on the subject the men engaged in it were vindictive and daring and will use any means to escape punishment or gratify their revenge that the people really believe this is shown by the fact that many of them had left the town permanently the circuit clerk and county judge both residents left when we did with the intention of not returning half the houses in town were unoccupied and one of the citizens lamented to me the fact that whereas they formerly had a hundred and fifty inhabitants they now had but seventy the moral condition of many of the people of this section is indeed deplorable there is not a church of any kind in the county but few schools and they of the most primitive sort not half of the murders committed are ever made known to the public many of the people live in the most squalid poverty and social degradation incest of the vilest sort is frequently practised and the marriage ceremony is constantly ignored i have counted as many as fifteen children who with their parents occupied a small cabin containing one room it is from such conditions that the disordered state of the community arises and in my opinion they cannot be fully removed until advancing civilization and development bring new people and new incentive to labor. This state of affairs renders it very difficult for the civil officers to perform the duties satisfactorily, as a majority of the people seem to have sunk into a kind of apathy regarding crime and hold aloof from any effort to enforce the laws. The fear of secret assassination, or bushwhacking, hangs like a pall over the entire section, so that those who would otherwise aid in enforcing order do not care to risk their lives in the attempt. I will state an instance showing how widespread this fear is. Several of the men in French's bodyguard were wanted in Knott County, and the warrants for their arrest were brought to Hazard by a woman neither is this fear groundless as is shown by the fact that more than twenty men have been killed in the french Eversole feud most of them being shot from ambush this is the secret of all the troubles the people are held in terror by a few desperadoes the peaceable and respectable citizens largely predominate in the county and could they be assured of protection would soon put an end to the disorders in closing this report it gives me great pleasure to refer to the conduct of the detail under my command. Perhaps no part of the State Guard has ever passed through more severe test of discipline and endurance. Certainly none have ever responded more gallantly and faithfully to the demands made upon them. The march from Louisville to Hazard and back was particularly trying, the camp each night being but temporary the men could not make themselves comfortable and suffered severely from the cold the road is simply indescribable being so rough that most of the command preferred walking to riding in the wagons provided we frequently marched for hours in the water the natural bed of the creeks being the only available way through the hills and this was generally the best part of the road at other times it took all hands to help the teams up the hills, or keep them from falling over precipices. Through it all the men were cheerful and uncomplaining, and though allowed every possible liberty, there was not a single serious breach of discipline, and but few even of a trivial sort. This, I think, speaks well for the training and reliability of the command from which the detail was taken. THE HEALTH OF THE DETAIL. VERY RESPECTFULLY, YOUR obedient SERVANT, J. M. SOHAN, CAPTAIN, COMMANDING. WITH THE DEPARTURE OF THE TROOPS RETURNED THE SAME CHAOTIC CONDITIONS WHICH HAD CHARACTERIZED THE COUNTY PREVIOUS TO THE TERM OF COURT WHICH THEY HAD BEEN SENT TO PROTECT. DURING THE SPRING TERM, HOWEVER, A NUMBER OF INDICTMENTS WERE FOUND AGAINST LAW VIOLATORS. THIS WOULD, OF COURSE, bring the accused their friends and many witnesses to court at the following november term judge lilly refused to share the belief of the governor that the home guards would be able to suppress disorders and properly protect the court he failed to appear an election for special judge resulted in the acceding of honorable w l hurst as judge pro tem End of section 22.